No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. You know, no one likes to talk about it, but it is a fact of life. One day, those closest to us will die. Today, we see where the love of Abraham's life passed and how he dealt with it. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. We read in Psalm 116.15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The death of God's people may be precious to him, for it is a homecoming. But for those of us who are left behind, the death of our loved ones brings a sense of loss, sorrow, and many times loneliness. We don't like to think about it, but death is a necessary part of life. Today we will see how Abraham dealt with the death of his wife Sarah, both the pain and the practical considerations. However, first we are told about the family of Abraham's brother Nahor. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 22, verse 20. Now it came to pass after these things that it was told Abraham, saying, Indeed, Milcah also has borne children to your brother Nahor, Huz his firstborn, Buzz his brother, Kemuel the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jitlaf, and Bethuel. And Bethuel begot Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. His concubine, whose name was Ruma, also bore Teba, Gaham, Phahash, and Maacah. This sets the stage for what happens in the next chapter when Abraham sends his chief servant back to his people to get a wife for his son Isaac. Chapter 23 Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. So Sarah died in Kirjath Araba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Abraham was 137 years old when Sarah died, and it seems he was away at the time, perhaps grazing his livestock. This is the first time that the word weep appears in the Bible. It is fitting that it is related to the death of a loved one. Weeping is the perfectly natural response when someone close to us has died. Even Jesus wept over the loss of a good friend. Christopher Morley said, Heavy hearts, like heavy clouds in the sky, are best relieved by the letting of a little water. Certainly God has given us tears to help our broken hearts to heal. We mourn, but not as those who have no hope. We have God's promise that we will be reunited with our loved ones who have died in the faith. Verse 3. Then Abraham stood up from before his dead, and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a foreigner and a visitor among you. Give me property for a burial place among you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. After a time of mourning, we must stand up from before our dead. Even though we are still grieving, life must continue. Not only was Abraham perfectly natural, he was also thoroughly practical. 
truly, after a loved one passes, there are practical considerations. What kind of memorial should we have? Who should be invited? Where and how do we bury our dead? It is important that we look after these matters. I have personally made the arrangements for the services and burial of both of my parents and spoken at their funerals. After our parents have done so much for us in raising and caring for us, the least we can do is to ensure that they are taken care of in death. Look at how Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, and the women took care of Jesus' body after he died. Even though God had given all the land of Canaan to Abraham and his descendants by promise, Abraham didn't actually own any of it before men. He was a foreigner and visitor among them and content to remain in that situation. The author of Hebrews tells us, By faith he, that is Abraham, dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The only property Abraham wanted to own was a burial place for his loved ones. Verse 5. And the sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord, you are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our burial places. None of us will withhold from you his burial place, that you may bury your dead. The sons of Heth considered Abraham to be a mighty prince among them. They could see how God had abundantly blessed him. They knew he had defeated the four kings of the east and recovered property and people. As believers, we ought to always seek to maintain a good reputation among unbelievers. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4.12 that we should walk properly toward those who are outside. When unbelievers watch us experience the natural sorrow of death, but also possess a supernatural joy, it opens the door for us to share the good news of our hope in Christ that goes beyond this life. Because Abraham had such a good reputation among them, they offered him his choice of burial places. Verse 7, Then Abraham stood up and bowed himself to the people of the land, the sons of Heth. And he spoke with them, saying, If it is your wish that I bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and meet with Ephron the son of Zohar for me, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is at the end of his field. Let him give it to me at the full price as property for a burial place among you. It is remarkable how much courtesy they showed to one another. This is a real estate transaction, but each side manifested great respect for the other party. Abraham bowed himself to the people of the land and humbly requested the cave of Machpelah, which was at the end of Ephron's field, and he was willing to pay full price for it. Verse 10. Now Ephron dwelt among the sons of Heth, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the presence of the sons of Heth and all who entered at the gate of his city, saying, No, my lord, hear me. I give you the field and the cave that is in it. 
I give it to you in the presence of the sons of my people. I give it to you. Bury your dead. Ephron was there among them at the city gate. He spoke up, offering to give Abraham the cave and the field. This was part of the Eastern negotiating process. By attaching the field with the cave, Ephron made it clear that he didn't want to sell the cave separately from the field. Even though he said that he would give it to Abraham, it would have been extremely rude for Abraham to take the land without paying for it. It would have also left it unclear who really owned it. Verse 12, Then Abraham bowed himself down before the people of the land. And he spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, saying, If you will give it, please hear me. I will give you money for the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Abraham reaffirms his willingness to pay for the land. He agrees to pay for both the field and the cave before he even knows the price. This revealed that Abraham was a motivated buyer, which, of course, made the price go up. Verse 14, And Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My Lord, listen to me. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? So bury your dead. Now, this was an inflated price. When you showed interest in what they were selling, they would always throw out the sucker's price. They wanted you to haggle with them. It's all part of the game. Verse 16, And Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out the silver for Ephron, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, currency of the merchants. Abraham's behavior was highly unusual. He simply weighed out the asking price of 400 shekels of silver without any haggling. He probably didn't want anyone boasting what a great deal that they had given to Abraham. He also didn't want there to be any question down the road about who owned it. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field and the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field, which were within all the surrounding borders, were deeded to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the sons of Heth, before all who went in at the gate of his city. The reason they would conduct such business at the city gate was so that it would be fully transparent and that everyone would know about it. There were no written contracts, but everyone in the community knew that Abraham had fairly purchased the land from Ephron the Hittite. Abraham leaves us a great example of how we should do business with people in the world. We should be courteous, fair, and prudent. Verse 19, And after this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave that is in it were deeded to Abraham by the sons of Heth as property for a burial place. Sarah would be the first of many of Abraham's family members to be buried there. Abraham, Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, and Leah would all be placed in this cave. Today it is known as the Tomb of the Patriarchs and it's located beneath a mosque 
in Hebron, where you can actually tour it. Death is never easy. There is natural grieving and practical business that must be done. At the same time, there is a huge hole left in the heart that was once occupied by our loved one. But the death of God's saints is truly precious to him. And I have found that as we trust in the Lord, he is faithful to walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death and gracefully supervise the details, even as he comforts us with his peace. Having walked with many through this valley, my hope and prayer for you would be that you would lean on the Lord even as you are grieving for your loved one and find that he is faithful to give you the strength that you need day by day. There's no easy way and it's different for everybody, but God is faithful to those who trust in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. You'll also find an email address there, and we love to hear responses from listeners. You know, everyone loves a good story, and tomorrow we'll look at one of the greatest love stories in Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.